podcast from the Arsenal. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome back and thank you for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal and proudly sponsored by Productive Design. I'm Angelo, your host, and joining me as he does every week is Diddley. How are you, Diddley? Have you uh, recovered from the boredom of the international break or are you kind of wishing that you'd never come back? <laughs> yeah, I was looking forward to um, to the weekend. Yeah, now I kind of wish that um, it was uh, more of the internationals, yeah, after that shit show. Which we'll come on to. <laughs> which we'll come on to in due course. Yeah, other than that, you've been keeping yourself busy. Obviously, uh, the international break, there's a nice Easter break, so you've had a few days off work as well. Bit of sun, bit of snow, you know, the country's gone. Yeah, quite. Yeah, we've had all the weathers, haven't we? Um, I quite like the old Easter break. I like um, the the chocolate holiday. Just eating my way through uh, chocolate to get over... To get over Arsenal, but again, letting me down. Comfort eating us all down. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Comfort eating when you're. So, yeah, I'm firmly on a. I'm firmly on a diet now. From now f- for a little bit. Um, about yourself, you've been up to much. I see you've been uh, digging away in your garden. I have. Well, I didn't get much chocolate for Easter. Um, so uh, so yeah, nothing nothing there. But uh, yeah, I had a I had a week and a bit off work, which was great. I went back today and I'm absolutely knackered because we've spent, you know, a good seven days, 10 days, 10 days actually in the garden, uh, just digging up a, a new path. And again, boring, but better than um, better than, than watching an Arsenal game uh, just recently. So, you know, it is what it is. And um, as I said, we'll come on to that Arsenal game in a moment, but uh, plenty to talk about because it, as you kindly described it, a shit show that, that, that does it justice, I'm afraid. Uh, so there you go. Like we say this every week, but uh, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram too. Uh, and as you do so well every week, Diddly, what is the social media handle that they need to look out for? It's at Pod. It is uh, at Blast Arsenal Pod. I think you cut out slightly there, but I've uh, we, we we've got it. And if we haven't, you know, if we haven't said it, they know what it is. So again, it's at Blast Arsenal Pod. Beautiful, thank you. Um, we've been quite quiet over the um, international break because we've, like I said, been busy. Not had a lot to talk about. Obviously, not had games to um, to review and discuss. So uh, it's it's good to be back. And um, I'm sure we'll be as active as we as we usually are on the socials. Um, you know, before you know it. So yeah, make sure you follow us because I say plenty to uh, to look forward to, or certainly to to talk about in the coming weeks. Look forward to is probably a bit of a strong word to use in light of recent performance, but um, there we go. Now, um, as we do every week, yeah, it's nice to have a little break. Go on, mate. Go on, mate. It's nice to have a little break from social social media and you know just uh, recharge the bags and, and focus. On some other things other than other than Arsenal. Yeah. But we're back, we're here, we'll be twin. So don't worry. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and importantly, lockdown restrictions are lifted, which means that it won't be long before we can probably get back together in the same room and, and record a podcast. Because uh, I'm hoping we can make this through and listeners don't switch off given how um, 
uh, how dodgy our internet connection seems to be tonight. So please stick with us. And uh, as I say, hopefully we'll be in the same room before you know it. Uh, and things will be back to, say back to normal, but it's been ages since we've actually been in a room together to do, um, to do a recording of any sort, isn't it? Yeah, as I, I can't remember the last time. No, well, it, I'll be glad. To, I'll be glad to get back. Yeah, so will I. I think um, I don't know. It must have been some some point middle of last year. We must have literally only done a handful of them together, and then we had to go into actual lockdown, didn't we? So uh, yeah, what can you do? Right, let's crack on. Uh, and obviously, we're going to start where we'll start, which is tweet of the week. So, Diddley, please do your thing. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Brilliant. Thanks for that, mate. Now, I believe you have found, as I've been busy in the garden, I believe you have found some Tweet of the Weeks this week, some contenders. I, there's uh, only one this week that I've uh, managed to, to dig out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm sure there are lots of good tweets, but like, you know, we had a break from, from social media. So this was one I saw the other day. And it's from Chris.Guna, who is at Chris R.S. Guna. And he wrote, got a lot of those that say stuff like sell Shaka 60 million, Lacazette for 80 million, Bellerin for 70 million, buy Kimmich 20 million, Calvert-Lewin for 20 million, and Lamptey for 10 million. As if that's how the transfer market works. Oh, God. Yeah, that's spot on. That's spot on that. Yeah, you see. You see that so much, don't you? Yeah, that is so. I play FIFA Ultimate Teams <laughs> uh, and buy and sell players at unrealistic prices. That's mad. That's a good tweet. That's a very good tweet. So, yeah, well done, Chris. Yeah, well done, mate. Rightly so. Our tweet of the week this week. Right, there's no getting away from it. Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, shambles. Uh, what was it Saturday Saturday night Saturday night Saturday afternoon if I remember now I've, I've tried to erase it from my memory Saturday night it was Saturday night and uh, yes it was Saturday night of course it was you're right um, 3-0 loss I mean the, the league was all but gone in terms of um, you know European prospects if you ask me you know, some some time ago um, the loss still leaves us intent, so we're no better or worse than we were before. But uh, you know, losing ground on the teams ahead of us and the teams behind us are, are sort of gaining gaining ground on us. Um, and I think people forget Liverpool are, you know, reigning champions. They're probably the worst reigning champions ever. Um, you know, given the what nearly thirty points behind Man City, um, but they're still a good football team. You know. And we're still a team in progress and transition, but that performance was, well, ridiculous, wasn't it? Let's be honest. And I think that's kind of what's left the uh, bitter taste in, in Arsenal fans' mouth. Come back from the international break, like, like you just said, you, know, you come back excited, looking forward to the football, big game, and we're just not, you know, not turned up, not performed, have we? Um, we didn't. I was looking forward to it. After the game, Arteta came out and took the blame for it. Whatever it is, you know, tactics, personnel. At the end of the day, it's 11 versus 11 and Arsenal didn't show any sort of 
fight or you know effort to to try and get a result which just you know it just makes it a hundred times worse as a performance um and it was embarrassing it was worst i've seen for a very long time mm. probably one of the worst yeah yeah i mean i know um yeah there's there's quite a statistic and quite a number of games that teams not arsenal but teams have played where they've had less possession but won the game but we were battered from possession uh, perspective 36 percent possession out of the whole game and only three three total shots compared to um, Liverpool 16. It kind of tells the story of how poor we were, um, you know, th- throughout the game. Um, why, why do you think that is? Uh, that's such an easy blasé question. So, like I said, Liverpool are a great team. So, it's, it's, you know, we can't, we can't take for granted that uh, it's just that. But why do you think we were so poor? Because coming back, I know we'll go through lineup in a second, but coming from, from an international break, you know, you, you kind of feel that players will come back raring to go. Is it because we've got nothing to play for? Is it because maybe we are prioritising the Europa League now over the league? So it's like, well, it doesn't really matter what we do in the league. Um, and, you know, you can't even blame it on tiredness because we are by far a much worse team than we were 10, 15 years ago where we had more internationals than ever before. And yet they came back and still did the business. So, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what do you... Yeah. I mean, half, half... Yeah, like you say, half of them, you know, didn't even go away on international duty, did they? Uh, and some some of the ones that did, like Aubameyang, I think only played one game because travel restrictions, he couldn't go to the other one. So, you know, the same with uh, Thomas Party, I think. So, yeah, looking at that... But looking at the lineup, not apart from Kieran and maybe Martin Odegaard, I don't think uh, the others played that much, really. Yeah. So yeah, you can't blame you can't blame it on that. Yeah. Um, you know, is is the league still there to play for? No. Do they realise that? Probably. Uh, does that play into it? Yeah, I guess it does a little bit. Um, well, yeah, I, it, I think the team picked. What did you say? If you're second, sorry to interrupt you, right? If you're second in the league and you're your first in the league and you're coming back right. from an international break, it's very much a case of, right, heads back on, you know, we need to keep pushing here. If you're 10th, who gives a shit where you finish, really? <laughs> Whether you come 12th or you come 9th, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know? So. Um, sorry, mate. Go on. You were saying. Yeah, I agree. I, um, yeah, well, I'm playing to it then into the the mindset, and I think the team picked doesn't show that we've prioritised the Europa as such. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you were, you, you wouldn't. Um, Kieran Tierney, you play three matches for Scotland. You wouldn't risk. Thomas Party, and you probably wouldn't risk a Bamiang either, despite his poor form. I think if the Europa is that important, you know, why bother playing him? I don't know. It's down to that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think um, Arteta obviously 
because he came out and took the blame, I think um, the tactics that he tried to um, tried to apply to the team just didn't work at all. Um, way too defensive, and I mean they looked so panicky, couldn't put two passes together. That like they were able to hit Liverpool on the counter at all. Um, Danny Ceballos put in one of the worst performances I've ever seen and um, yeah maybe it just the game plan just didn't didn't work out how, how he wanted to um, I, I think Liverpool were there for the in going on their poor form mm-hmm. recently and uh, I maybe played it a bit safe and I don't know what 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 did you think? Yeah, I know what you mean. On paper, the team looks um, looks quite strong. Let's go through it. So we've got Bernd Leno, Rob Holden, Gabriel, Kieran Tierney, and Callum Chambers at the back. Um, and as you say, Kieran Tierney got a hat trick of assists for Scotland from centre back. So full of confidence. But of course, you know, as as it would uh, luck would have it. Comes back to Arsenal and has to be subbed after 45 minutes. So there's talk that he'll be out for a number of weeks, which, you know, gives us a bit of a problem, doesn't it? Um, then we've got Nicolas Pepe, Martin Odegaard, Aubameyang, Party, Ceballos and Lacazette. It's, so on paper, a strong team. You know, probably not our strongest team, but a strong team. Um, David Luiz was injured. So I don't know if he was injured in the warm-up or he was just injured beforehand. I'm, I'm not sure, but he's since had surgery. He's going to, again, going to be out for, say, at least a month by the sounds of it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just so... I'll be honest, I'm so disengaged with Arsenal. And it's probably coming across in this podcast, actually, that we're just so frustrated. And as I say, it's weird because in one hand, you're saying, well, we're never going to get anywhere anyway because we're 10th. Players don't give a shit. Fans probably don't really give a shit. But at the same time, you're an Arsenal fan. You want your team to do well. You want them to play well. And if you know if they don't do that, then it's a bit like, well, what we've got to look forward to. Um, but on paper, the team is okay. Certainly strong enough to compete with Liverpool. And, and we were lucky, but you get to nil-nil at half-time and think, we're still in with a chance here. Um, and that's the opportunity for Arteta to regroup and, uh, you know, bring the changes if you like but I don't know just felt so despondent but it's one game we just got to look past it and uh, you know regroup refocus and, and and see where where we go from there um, looking at the goals we seem to have players that love playing against Arsenal and Diego Jota is becoming one of them isn't he um, two goals against us in this match first one 64th minute Great cross by Alexander-Arnold. We know that's what he's about. Um, and the ball gets in between holding and chambers, you know, six-foot-plus centre-backs, and there's sort of five-foot-ten Diego Jota that manages to pop up between them and, and, and head it in. Um, poor defending, that, or, or good attacking play? Uh, a little bit of both, I think. Uh... You know, the cross is brilliant. It is um, one of those where it swings away from Suki, can't come and claim it. And it's right in between those two defenders. 
and the movement's good from Jota. He peeled uh, Rob Holden. You know, like you say, he's not the biggest, and it's uh, painful to see when someone that is, you know, sort of outdoes a centre back. But like I said, good movement. Should Leno do a bit better with save or lack of a maybe if he gets two hands onto the ball instead of one you know maybe he palms it away but I don't know it's quite close yeah I think Aubameyang doesn't cover himself in glory he doesn't close the cross down quick enough and puts out a bit of a half-hearted sort of attempt to, to block the cross but not not that I feel sympathetic because he's got a job to do that he's being told to do it's not what he should be doing. It's not what our captain, our highest earner, our top scorer should be doing. Playing what? Left back. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, if he's fed, if he's fed up with like what he's being told to do, it's clearly showing because I mean, there's just nothing from him at the moment, but I kind of in sort of being, you know, a former forward. It is it is frustrating being asked to do that sort of stuff when you just want to be, you know, up the top. But one goals, yeah. That's what the good teams have to do now, you know. Sergio Aguero for Man City under Pep, he had to change his game and and work a lot harder and for the team and, and they, they all have to do it across the pitch and if we want to get back to the top, that's uh, what every single player has to do. Mm. Mm. It, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, well, two things. One, he's not captain material for me. And I've said that over and over again, but I feel like he's really not captain material. And, um, you know, he, he's one of those, when his head gets down, his head's down. There's no recovering from it. That's how I feel. And uh, I'd say that he doesn't do enough for the, the rallying for me, even though you don't have to do that as captain. I said before, either you lead by example with your performances on the pitch or you're vocal enough to, you know, rally the troops and, um, uh, and get people motivated to play on the pitch. And I just feel like he's not that, that guy, the latter guy. And if he's not doing the, the you know, the rallying round that needs to be doing the, the other part of it. And he's not really doing that. So I get what you're saying. I do sympathise. You know, mm. when you're a striker, you want to score goals, you don't want to defend and vice versa. You know, you just like what you like. So I, I feel for him. In the same breath, I kind of feel like Arteta, after all this time, still doesn't know his best um, best 11. You know, if everyone was fit, does he still know who we'll choose and who we'd put where? You know, Martinelli came on, came on for him, but... I also... Go on, mate. Yeah, I also think, you know, you have to question Arteta's decision to continue playing him there. Hmm. Rather than playing, playing him at centre-forward. Yeah. So, look, that, that goal sort of set the, the tone for the rest of the game, didn't it? Um or certainly everything up to that point was the only thing that was missing was a goal. There, there were other chances that they could have scored. Firmino had one, James Milner had one, you know, so they were certainly knocking on the door, um, scored that goal. And then, 
you know, another defensive mistake from, from us here um, for um, Mo Salah's goal. Gabriel slides in and completely misses it. And any other time, he'd tackle that, he'd take it away, and that would be nice and, you know, cleaned up. He's probably been one of our most consistent players since he yeah. signed. And it was quite uncharacteristic of him, but he's been a bit hit and miss in the last few months, isn't he, since coming back from that COVID break. Um, completely misses the slide anyway, and, and Salah just runs off with it. And uh, I think he actually nutmegs Bent Leno, doesn't he, just to add a bit more pain. So... Um, yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, not not a good, not a good goal to concede, is it? Um, just for him, he shouldn't be scoring from there, really. Uh, Gabriel, like you said, has has done that sort of thing before, um, but come away with it, and this time he didn't. Um, yeah, maybe Leno sh- again should do better. I don't know uh, to get nutmeg like that, uh, and on his weaker foot. Mm. Um, I mean, fair uh, place. So I'd stay on his feet um, for once. Yeah, not that it was a uh, you know a dangerous tackle or anything like that, but you never know with him. Um, but I saw, I saw Gabriel diving in. I yeah. just had shades of Mustafi because that's the sort of thing Mustafi would do, and I thought Mustafi would get lambasted for going on on you know get down on the ground straight away. And uh, I hope Gabriel doesn't turn out to be another Mustafi where he started his Arsenal career well and then it just all fell apart and, uh, you know, didn't end, didn't end well, did it? Um, so. uh, the only positive to take from it um, really is at that point he was doing all right. I thought Gabriel... Um, but then, you know, he makes one mistake and makes another one for the third. Mm. Indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah. And again, sloppy Jeff, pass. Yeah. Gives it away. No, like, did you notice how little we were playing out from the back? Yeah. Is that, but is that all just desperation to clear the clear the ball because we were struggling. Um, as I said, we already had, had hardly any ball possession. Is that part of the reason why? Um, I, I'm not sure what, what our tactics were to be Um they were instructed to not play out from the back because we did seem to play it longer. Um, does he not think Gabriel can do it? You know, Gabriel and Holding, can they not play out from the back? Which, you know, if they can't, and that seems to play. Why is he given holding a new contract? And why have we signed Gabriel if he can't do it? Do that? Yeah, I think I think Gabriel's a good passer. Any of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think Gabriel's a good passer. I think that was unfortunate. Uh, I, and again, I think maybe at that point in the game, team alone and confidence, and it was you know we were on a hiding to nothing anyway. I think. Uh, 
I don't know. It, it was such a soul-destroying display and soul-destroying performance. Um, and I'm hoping that Arteta can turn it around. I mean, obviously, following the game, there were some quite stern words and opinions from the Arsenal community, but also from pundits as well. None more so than um, uh, Gary Neville. Gary Neville, yeah. Hey, look, a lot of people like what Gary Neville has to say. He's, he's a better pundit than he was a right back for me, but... <laughs> uh, you know, it's just someone else's opinion, isn't it? And he had quite strong words. I don't know if you if you haven't seen it, go, go and search that out. I'm not going to read the whole transcript out, but um, he, he, he thinks something wasn't quite right with the team and suggests that maybe there's issues with some of the players and the manager. Um, you know, if that is true, that's not a good sign. No. Um, for Mikhail Arteta, I would suggest. Yeah. It's easier to replace the coach than it is to replace four or five players. Yeah. You're right, you're right. And he's already got rid of a lot of players that he felt were pumped and, back, um, click, doesn't he? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's an issue there or or is this another bad performance that you know we've put in and you know on Thursday we'll sort of put in a decent one and that in that uh it's it, it's it's dangerous isn't it once you've lost the dressing room it's hard to recover um uh, there you can see there's a click there is a click of players that are pally together and um i guess in any form of life certainly in in a work environment but in any form of life when you have a little click you know people talk don't they and you only take one sort of bad opinion to then sort of uh, spreads, doesn't it? And then everyone's down in tools. And I, I feel like Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, William, you know, they're all part of the same, maybe the same little clique. Um, and I just worry, you know, I worry that if Aubameyang's head's gone down or he's maybe a bit like Arteta, this is, nah, this isn't working, then the others are going to feel the same. That's just my opinion. Negativity spreads, doesn't it? In the same way that when things are going well, positivity spreads and confidence spreads. So I don't know if he's completely lost the dressing room, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not far from it. Um, you know, we've been really sort of rocky with our... Um, just all season, we've been so inconsistent, not just with um, results, but performances, haven't we? You know, we've, we've scraped wins, we've, we've dominated losses. Um, you know, the mistakes that we've endured from playing out of the back repeatedly continue to happen uh, the, the interesting question I have actually is a lot of people are saying oh Emery got us to eight uh, no Emery got us to fourth was it fourth fifth sorry Emery got us to fifth in the Europa League final and he got sacked how the hell is Arteta doing any better this isn't progress and uh, you know last year we won the FA Cup for what it's worth we won the Community Shield but can't help but feel like that was papering over the cracks last year you know, this year, I, I'm so desperate to get to the end of the season to have a break from Arsenal, allow them to kind of fix their problems by addressing, you know, I guess, recruitment issues. 
um, uh, and come back hopefully reinvigorated with the new Arsenal next season. And it sounds awful to say, but there might be a bit more of a, um, a you know a chopping block for Arteta's heads in terms of right. It's, it's now or never. You know you've had however long you've been here. This season, if you're still in tenth, it's time to go. And you know we start talking about who we're going to bring in. Because there's only so much patience you can have, isn't there? And financially, there's only so much you, time you can have away from European competition, not just the Champions League, but the way it's going, Europa League as well. Yeah, and I think initially he would have taken the job um, on the basis that he would have said to the Cronkies and, and Edu and, and whoever that, you know, he's going to take, this amount of time uh, and, and I think that's why he's been allowed this sort of time they've, they've agreed and said yeah okay do what you got to do they believe in him and his project and, and what, what they're trying to do like you I think this transfer window coming up at the end of the season is probably make or break for him um, yeah. if it doesn't go well if the results don't Come, the performances don't um, get better. Then, yeah, I mean, for people, he should be gone already. I think that's a little bit. Well, this that's when what you look at say, actually the fan base is so divided at the minute. Um, yeah, so divided, almost Wenger divided. You know, like in his latter years, and um, I feel like next season depending on how results go, the fan base will be united because everyone will be feeling like we've had enough, it's time to go, or everyone will see the immediate improvement and will be like, actually, this is working, thanks. Um, yeah. I can't help but feel like it's going to be the former, though, that, that actually he won't, he won't last as much as I want him to and as much as everyone's saying he's a, he's a footballing genius and as much as lots of the players are saying they love working with him, it's not like working with someone, but if the results aren't coming... That's what counts, isn't it? Um, just one thing to, to throw into the mix before we, we move on um, is um, Sergio Aguero, you know, one of the best players to have played in the Premier League. His goal record speaks for itself. Out of contract at the end of the season at Man City. So he will be leaving. Um, and of course, well, I guess one of the obvious links was to Arsenal because of Arteta and the fact that they've worked together at at Man City before, but Arteta has ruled him out. Do you see that as a uh, as a you know a good signing? If it was one that we were to make on the basis that Aubameyang is really not showing form this season, and as a team we're just struggling uh, to score goals, full stop. I think um, yeah, you know, as I say, he said no, so it's looking unlikely. But what what are your thoughts on that as a free 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 signing? Because he's not going to have cheap wages, is he? That's the other thing. He's not, and he's um, not had the greatest of seasons this season. Uh, and the last few seasons, he's been in and out, I think, with injuries quite a lot. He's, he's, it's not... I'm a big fan of Sergio Aguero and what he's done in the Premier League. I think he's probably underrated, really, in world football. I don't think he ever sort of got the plaudits he deserved mm -hmm. um, probably because they've never done well in the Champions League maybe that seems to be the sort of bar where you get um, 
those sorts of accolades. Yeah. Um, but look, world class, can score goals. But for me, I just feel like this Arsenal team needs that. That's the kind of transfer that just wouldn't work out for us. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's another Willian. It's another Meza. It's another potentially a Bamiang situation. Yeah, an expensive disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, that we just don't need. I think we need to look at young, younger talent, um, and build build for the future. For now and the future, in the sense that these players, you know, need to be good when when they come in, like like Gabriel, players that of that sort of mold. Yeah, mold. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, look, Liverpool been put to bed. It is what it is. We have to move on because, uh, well, that's how football goes, isn't it? And um, I, I do think that we're going to be focusing our efforts on the Europa League. It's probably a trophy that, well, it is our only hope of a trophy this season, but it's a trophy that we could win. But we still have some massive teams in the Europa League. And, um, you know, this is going to be a tricky potential banana skin, isn't it? In Slavia Prague on Thursday at eight o'clock. Um, these are the guys that beat Spurs, if I'm not mistaken. Are these are the guys that beat Spurs. I can't remember. You are mistaken. They beat Rangers and they beat Leicester. Oh, that's right, Leicester. That's it. Sorry, sorry. Um, I mean, on paper, uh, we should beat them. But as you know, this game's not played on paper, is it? It's not. No, um, on paper, we we should have beaten a lot of teams. Um. Look, they're a good side. They're energetic. They've got a good run of form um, at the moment on the go. I think they're top of their league, Czech league. Um, you know, and when a team is used to winning and being um, near the top, you know, they, they can be full of confidence and, and definitely causes problems the way they play they, they like to get a lot of players forward potentially that could work in our favour but yeah. um, no I just I'm worried man that there's going to be an upset on the cards I don't yeah. know about you yeah I, I totally see it I mean um, you know it, if we look at our last uh, six games versus theirs obviously we lost to Liverpool got a draw a loss a win-win draw that's going backwards um, whereas they've got a draw, what, three wins, a draw and a win. So they're unbeaten in six and probably beyond. I know what you're saying, it's the Czech league, but if we're first in the Czech league, it's confidence. I, I think they'll also take confidence from the fact that they beat um, Leicester City, you know, decent team, doing better than Arsenal in, in the uh, Premier League by far. And that's something they'll probably look at and go, well, if we beat them, we'll beat these guys. Um, the bottom line is, which Arsenal turn up? Because we could have the superb Arsenal or the absolute dire Arsenal. And uh, if it's, you know, the dire Arsenal, we'll get spanked. As long as it's not the Eric dire Arsenal, then. Yeah, yeah. We'll, then we'll get beaten. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately can see a banana skin on the cards here. Obviously, the other thing is, you know, we know that um, Kieran Tierney's definitely out. We know David Luiz is out. Uh, is um... I, I think um, we've got a question on the lineup. If you want to 
discuss the lineup? Oh, we love it. We have diddly. Very good. Very good. You can tell we've not done this for a couple of weeks. I'm all over the shop. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me get the uh, let me get the let me get the lineup question. Kindly asked by at Canon Chatter. Make sure you go follow them. Good guys. Um, so they ask, what is your starting eleven for Thursday night? So diddly, what is your starting eleven for Thursday night? Um, should we do this together rather than just? Yeah, I put you just, on. Just uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't. Who's actually out injured? So I'm going to do a quick Arsenal.com. Right. Injury update. So I, I think we all agree, despite uh, he's going for a bit of a bad patch that Bernd Leno will start this game. Yeah. Um, left back, obviously, like you said, KT is out. Uh, which is worrying. Um, I think he'll probably miss the rest of the season. Yeah, so do I. Um, his reaction to going off did not look uh, promising at all. No. Um, right think, back. Who do you think would start a left back though? Do you think they'd make Saka oh, yeah. left back, uh, or do you think um, it's going to be a? Um, a Cedric utility right back going into left back because if if Saka plays left back, we just lose so much up front. Yeah, that that's an issue I have with it. Um, I've seen people say that Saka should be playing left back, but I just think he gives us bit bit more in the attacking area when you may as well just stick Cedric there. Yeah. Like, I think you'd get more out of playing Saka further forward than you would anyone else, really. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess Cedric's got to come in and, and play that position for the, quite a few games now. Okay. Centre-backs? Again, sort of, Obviously, you can't play David Luiz, who I probably would have put in there, but holding in Gabriel again. Is Pablo Mario available? Yeah, I think so. And so do you think they might start him just for freshness? He hasn't. He's hardly featured in Europa, and I don't know if there's a reason for that. Not that I know of. No, I don't know of. I'd like to see some consistency at the back. I, you know, your position's up front. My position's always been as a defender. And I do think you need that consistency. You need, yeah. you know, you build relationships. Arsenal are probably the most famous, well, one of the most famous clubs in the world for, you know, um, consistent defence and defensive units. You know, you think of the old back four. So all this chopping and changing at the back, it's just not, it's just not good. So for me, I'd like to see some consistency. I'd like to see Gabriel continue to play. And again, if he has a good game, it's just more confidence from what happened at the weekend. Um, my worry is, if we just skip across to the right-back, it's clearly it's going to be Bella and he's playing right-back and Cedric's playing at left-back. And I say clearly on the basis that surely Chambers is not ahead of him in the pecking order now after, what, two, three games of, of playing? And therefore, would Chambers slot in at centre-back or would he stick with Holden? Because Gabriel and Holden have done quite well together overall. 
Yeah, I think I think that's where he'll go with. I think Hector Bellerin will probably come back in for this game. Um, Callum Chambers did well against West Ham, didn't he? But mm-hmm. against Liverpool, uh, for me, he just looked a bit. I mean, everyone did. I, you know, it's hard to just. You know, I'm not picking on him. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't uh, do himself any favours. I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then into midfield, uh, you got to go party. Um, Shaka, if he's available again, don't know if he is. Um, you know, he's he's got his faults, and a lot of uh, people uh, aren't aren't big fans of Granite. But <laughs> I think uh, we do miss him when he's not there. Mm. Yeah. Um. Again, it's it's down to injuries. Does Emil Smith Rowe come back in? He he would for me. We look a slower team without him. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird because he's not exactly a pace merchant, but the transition from facing, you know, having your back to goal to facing the goal and moving the ball forward, we're, we're just so much slower without him. Um so I'd have him back. And I thought him and Odegaard, when they played together, actually played well. So I have no objection to it. The hard part is obviously trying to fit all of these players in at the same time, isn't it? You know, do you have two holding midfielders, if you like, in uh, Party and Xhaka, and then only one attacking midfielder? Or do you try and play three across the middle and let two of them float around a bit? It's, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I'd, I would play Emil Smith-Rowe from the left, Martin Odegaard in the middle behind. And then, well, Saka, if he's, he, he was training today, so yeah. hopefully he's available. Um, yeah, and I'd have him out on the right. And up front, this is Aubameyang. You would have Aubameyang still? I would, because, you know, prior to this sort of, Bad patch of what five games? I think it is without a goal. It was on a little run. He scored six in six before that, and um, I don't think Jamie Vardy's scored for like ten games. Yeah, no one's talking about that. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that too. You know, we always say good players, good players. I think it's the team not creating enough chances that's that's part of the problem, isn't it? And all right, Aubameyang might need. Might score one goal in five chances this season compared to maybe one in three last season. But if we're not creating those chances, he's not, he's not, you know, the conversion's never going to happen, is it? So, um, he missed some chances in the last Europa game, yeah. Um, but there, you as a, as a striker, you always, if you're getting in those positions, it's just, you know, a matter of time before a goal comes. Whereas I don't think Lacazette is going to get into some of those positions and have those opportunities. Give me 10 seconds. I'm going to let Diddley talk about the forthcoming game versus uh, Sheffield United. And I'm going to put my dogs in the house because they're uh, outside going crazy. (laughs) I'll be two seconds. I'll tell you what, Ange, I'll do Lone Watch while you uh, sort that out. Love that. Love that. Lone Watch. Go for it. Home what? Okay. Joe Willock came off the bench to score an 85th minute 
equaliser for Newcastle against the Spuds, Tottenham. Boo. Um, yeah, great. Joe Willock, uh, you know, a lot of people calling for him to come back off loan and, and um, into this team, but he's getting some valuable minutes uh, at Newcastle. And, of course, scoring against Spurs is um, what we like to see. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, again, another good performance, playing the full 90 minutes for West Brom against uh, Chelsea. 5-2 win. Um, yeah, we'd love to see it. In France, William Saliba played, uh, again, 90 minutes for Nice's uh, 2-1 win against Nantes. Uh, I read a stat today. Uh, he is the only player to not be driven past... Um, by another player, which is quite staggering, really. Um, so, yeah, beggar's belief as to why we actually loaned him out. Um, Sarah Klasinac, if anyone cares, played 90 minutes in midfield. Uh, a Schalke lost again, 2-1 uh, to Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Mavropanos. Another clean sheet for, for him and a 1-0 win over Word of Bremen. Can you see a place for him back at Arsenal? Well, he's he's a left-sided centre-back, isn't he? And we've got two of them. Mm. So not, not really, unless he's the fifth choice. Yeah. I just wonder with, with David Luiz, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because everyone was sort of slating him. Then we gave him a new one-year contract last season. And he's slowly sort of proven to be one of our better defenders, you know, almost like we're missing the fact that he's no longer around because of his, uh, his mind and knee injury. You know, is it a case of he's maybe the best of the bad bunch that we've got? Maybe, you know, putting one or two to, to one side. Um, you know, are, are we missing him as much as we should be? You know, mid-30s defender that's not the best. And therefore, does that mean someone like Mavropanos, obviously William Saliba, get an opportunity? Luis has got his abilities, hasn't he? And um, yeah. leadership. Lead, leadership. That's what we. That's what we get. From yeah. We don't get from any other of the Arsenal defenders. I'm not saying Mavropanos or or William Saliba are, are going to fill that particular, you know, position. I guess the only other thing to think is. I know you're saying he's a left back and we've sorry, left sided centre back, and we've already got two of those, but yeah, I guess a lot of right sided centre backs or right footed centre backs still play in that left position anyway, don't they? So no reason why he couldn't. Yeah, who knows? I mean he's he's not it's a good thing that he's doing well. Um and like we've said before, you know, if if it doesn't work out for him here. At least we can get some sort of fee for him. Yeah. Um, after have, having a good season. So, yeah. Do carry on, mate. Sorry, I interrupted you as I always do. Uh, that's it. The last one's Matteo Guendouzi, but I, I don't want to talk about him really. <laughs> Did he play? I'm intrigued. Yeah, he played uh, 79 minutes. Uh, they drew 1 1. Good. All right. Well, Thanks for that. That impromptu uh, put you on the spot with nice thinking bit of, uh, of, uh, of podcasting there. My dogs decided to be 
douchebags for a couple of minutes. So good work. Right. Now, I mentioned just before I did um, throw you under a bus there that uh, we're playing Sheffield United next, which could be a real um, opportunity to, to boost our confidence in the Premier League, or it could compound us to uh, level it to turn on the TV again, depending on, on how that goes. And I, I've got a horrible feeling it might be the latter, because here's a stat for you. Um, Arsenal have lost all four games they've played in the Sunday evening slot this season. Uh, and uh, as I say, we play Sheffield United on Sunday at 7pm. So the Omens are not with us. I mean, what better way to start your working week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does that, doesn't it? It does do that to you, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that Sunday, that Sunday evening can really uh, make your Monday morning or break it. And as I said, we've lost all four of the, the games that we played. So that's a lot of shitty Monday mornings we've had, isn't it? Yeah, I think the sooner fans can get back into the ground, the better. Because, uh, you know, I'm all for watching football as well on, on the box. But there's just so much of it and all these strange times. I, I Sunday evenings is is for you know chilling out, not getting stressed out by your football team. Yeah, um, doing what they do best, and that's you know the Arsenal yeah. way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the only, and the only reason we've had these late Sunday games is because all the games have been shown on TV, haven't they? So they've had to kind of slot them in, I guess. Um. So hey, all right. Well, look, quick one. You reckon we'll win against Sheffield United? I mean, I know it all depends really on how Thursday goes as well, because that will, um, as I say, we'll be going in to that game full of confidence or or not. Um, but well, you know, I, I, yeah, going back to Thursday, I think we'll win Thursday. Um, but I think we'll make hard work of it. And uh, yeah, Sunday, I've, I don't know. I think, again, with these uh, couple of injuries we've picked up, Potentially, we could look a bit stretched. Um, they'll be full of energy, fighting for their lives. Down, I don't know where they are in the league, but they probably need the points more than we do. Sheffield United is this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe they're still bottom of the table, aren't they? Rooted. Uh, let's have a quick look. Table. Yeah, absolutely rock bottom. Fourteen uh, points. Uh, they're as good as down already um, so you know again is it just for them an opportunity to put another nail in our coffin because they're already in theirs aren't they um, I, I think we'll win on Sunday against Sheffield United personally but I think you know I can see a draw against Slavia Prague I really can just because I think we're that inconsistent um, uh, and that game as well I believe is that one at home uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Sorry, I had this. Oh, yeah. I got it. Uh, yeah, no, one's away. That you're away. Fifteenth. Fifteenth already. The answers. Uh, yeah, that's away. So an opportunity to get some away goals, which is good. Uh, but we'll see. Right, we have got one other question that came in from at Jude Aholu, who's also known as Artetri on Twitter. Uh, he or she, we never know if they're male or female, says, how bad are our players that we just can't see games through? 
There's no fighting spirit in the club. Maybe we need to change our name to Nuclear Bomb FC and our logo to an army tank. All the players don't know what they're playing for. Um, I think that just summarises how dejected everyone is feeling at the moment. You know? Yeah. To say there's no fire, I'm not 100% sure on that. When you to come back against West Ham 3-0 down there's got to be some fight there to, to you know, I know it's ended in a draw and, and it's not a great result at the end of the day but you know to come back to show that sort of spirit to keep going I think it is there Probably it's, it's just a strange one isn't it yeah I think with a let's just take a random first team of 11 I think you'd probably say that Six to eight of them maybe have got that fighting spirit. A lot of that six to eight that have maybe five to three of them have got the actual ability that you need to be at a club like Arsenal. And that's the problem we've got. We've got the, the quantity, but we've not got the quality of what we need. Um, and again, everyone says that, you know, it's never going to be a quick job to rebuild this team, get what we need on the limited funds that we've got. Um it's such a tough job. It really is. Every season that passes, it seems to be a hard job. But I do think, you know, this summer will be crucial. And one way or another, we'll either be, you know, we'll be making changes soon, won't we? Because our team will change and we'll be a better team. Or our manager will change and it will just bring some fresh perspective and we might even get some, you know, new manager bounce. Um, but it's, it's such a pivotal moment in Arsenal's career. I think it's actually you know, more of a knife edge than, than maybe people realise. So, uh, look, keep the faith, because if you don't do that, you've got nothing else of you. <laughs> That's right. right. Uh, just a quick question for you, yeah. Ange, from me. Um, you know, when this, if the manager change happens, what route do we go down? Do we go down young, exciting coach again and hope that this time it works out or would you go for say experience you know someone that's won everything type coach manager bit old school Um, because I've seen you know a lot that Arsenal shouldn't be a club that's got a, a coach to come in to learn on the job so to speak um and should be getting a a top class manager. Yeah, I think there's a few things to think about here. I mean, getting Arteta was a gamble because it's not as if he'd had any coaching experience whatsoever as in first team manager. You know, he obviously has been assistant manager, yeah. he's been a captain, but to be the man calling all the shots, it was a huge gamble because he'd literally done nothing. Has it worked? I mean, we've won silverware, we've played some great football, but there's the absolute polar opposite of that, isn't there? We've played awful football and, uh, you know, we're 10th in the league. So time will tell the final outcome of whether that's been a successful gamble or not. Taking a step towards experience, I guess we had our, we had our, Arteta, sorry, we had Emery, who hadn't won everything in the game by far, but he was a very experienced coach. He'd obviously won Europa League three times, done well in Spain. Was he better than Arteta? I mean, okay, he got us to a Europa League final and, and fifth. 
Did he have a better, a better overall squad? And was the Premier League uh, as advanced in terms of having that many more teams better than us than they are now? Do you know what I mean? Have we, have we regressed or have other teams got better? I'm not sure. And then there's the complete opposite, like you were saying before, of do we go for a manager that's won everything, blah, blah, blah. I guess what you're asking is, would I have preferred that if we'd have got Jose Mourinho? No. Um, but would I have maybe liked someone like an Ancelotti? Maybe. Um, but has he really taken them anywhere? They're like, only like one place above us, aren't they? Something like that, yeah. Um, you know, football is football at the end of the day. Uh, it sounds like such a ridiculous thing to say. It doesn't change that much. The, the, you know, the point of the game is you've got to put the ball in the net more times than they put it in yours. So it's all right saying, oh, new young coaches and they've got this and they've got that. Just put the ball in the piss in net. doesn't matter how you do it, you know? It, it, Just put the ball in the net. Well, we the look, piss in net. Yeah, Adjo Ranieri won Leicester the league with a 4-4-2. It can still be done the basic way. Um, what I think is interesting here oh, I is... Missed, I missed 4-4-2. Yeah, you can't beat a bit 4-4-2. Big man, little man. Um, I think what, what can't be underestimated here is Arsenal are not the team of 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And by that, I mean not just the team that's on the pitch, the whole club. And so it doesn't really matter what you or I think or, you know, the 5,000-odd followers we have on Twitter think. And if you're not following us, make sure you do, at Blast Arsenal Pod. Um, this is about what the Cronkies think. And the Cronkies' philosophy is young coach. That's what they do across all their sport. You know, the Rams, the LA Rams, they have a young coach, the youngest NFL coach ever, I think, uh, in Sean McVay. I think the Rapids have gone something similar, if I'm not mistaken, in the MLS. It's what they do, and whether that's because it's, they're cheap or whether that's because they think new ideas, you know, et cetera, et cetera, I'm just not sure. But I think if Alteta goes, I'd like a halfway house, you know? Someone that's had a bit of, bit of experience, but still not a dinosaur. I feel like we've already had that though with Emery, and it. Yeah, but his issue was out. his issue couldn't, was he couldn't communicate. For all we know, he had great ideas, but if you can't speak to the players and give clear instructions, you you just got nothing, have you? Just my view. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Who would you go for? Or what type? You want of a specific thing? No, no, no. Or what type of manager would you go for? Would you liken them to? Um, I'm just not sure that we could attract <laughs> well, yeah. the type of top class name that I would want. Basically, a real top top one. You know, I don't like you. I, w- I wouldn't want Mourinho or not. It's hard to not. You know, Mourinho is a top coach. He's he's won it all, hasn't he? So, with all due respect. But, um, yeah, you know, you like the idea of a a young, exciting coach, don't you? I think it brings something new. But if you don't have the pedigree or silverware to back it up, what you're saying, it can quickly go south. And... um, I think the, the, you know, the, 
the big one that we missed out on for me was Jurgen Klopp because we were still holding on to Wenger for a bit too long. Klopp yeah, left possibly, Klopp. possibly we missed out on on Guardiola as well. Mm, mm. Maybe you know because Arsene Wenger, you know, wouldn't leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure come the end of the season, that'll be a question that we could put out to, um, you know, to the audience to, to see what, what names they throw into the hat. Um, but put it this way, football's full of surprises. I mean, who thought David Boys would get West Ham to where they are? Not me. No, exactly. So um, I don't think West Ham fans would have. So, you know, no, they wouldn't. team spirit is massive. Um, but so is running your socks off and I just don't feel like our players do enough of that I don't think they do enough of put my body on the line type stuff some uh, of them just can't do it oh yeah exactly there's that and, and again to go back to our tweet of the week where it's sell this person for that much and buy this person for that much football's not like that you know if you're saying now that player's shit we need to get rid of him well, you've got to convince someone that he's a good player for you to, you know, that they should buy. So it's it's not easy. It's it's not as straightforward as that. No, it's not. Luckily, uh, Danny Sabias is only on loan, so. Yeah. I, I remember after his first one or two games, they were saying build a statue. I'm sure they'd be uh, tearing it down right now, if that was the case. Um, yeah, someone was giving him some grief on Twitter and, you know, fair enough, he's put in an, an awful performance, but to say Tottenham dodged a bullet uh, by not by him not choosing them, um, you know, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. He, he, he's he had some good games last season and he helped us win an FA Cup. Exactly. Um, I was all for him, having him back for this season, but for some reason it's not worked out. Um, Couldn't agree more. He doesn't look to be improving, and I think we should look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, look, let's, uh, let's end this on a, a bit of positivity. You know, we're still in the Europa League. We've got Sheffield United at the weekend. And we've actually got quite a good run of fixtures that we could pick some points up in. So, uh, you know, let's try our best to make it through to uh, a, a Europa place in the league. Um, but if not, let's at least try and finish the season with some confidence on a good run of, of games. Um, anything you want to add, Diddley? No, thanks uh, for your support. Um, again, find us on Twitter, interact with us at Blast Arsenal Pod. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Music or uh, Apple Podcast, sorry, um, leave us a five star review. Uh, don't worry about four, three, two, one. <laughs> you know. Don't worry about those numbers. Five's, five's good. Thank you. Thank you, Al. <laughs> Yeah, what he said. And also, look, we um, we couldn't do a live stream last time. We haven't done a live stream today. So we've got Sheffield United on, on Sunday. So let's do a live stream Monday night, Diddley, I reckon. What do you say? Okay. Well, yeah, let's book that in now. Let's book it in. It's official. Um, right. Well, that's it. Until then, thanks as ever. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. And Bye. Blast from the Arsenal.